Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. What is up, everybody? It's the Junkyard Dogcast. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7, and with me, Rusty Mansell, also of Dogs 24-7. We've got Kip on special assignment. He's picking up the slack for me uh, while I am still quarantined because of uh, COVID in the Rowe household. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, everybody's fine. Everybody's great. There are no symptoms in this house anymore, but abundance of caution, whatever. And Kip is actually going to go up to UGA for us today wow. and look at practice viewing. Yeah, so Kip's going to get to see uh, see a little bit of practice. He's going to by the time the day's over with Rusty, Kip's going to have tied me on number of practices <laughs> that we've seen this year. Kip one, Jake one. Last two years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kip will have seen as many practices and one opportunity as I've seen in the past. Shoot, two almost two years. To be honest with you, we barely got to see any in the 2019 season. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the Arkansas game. Rusty did not get a chance to join us for the show after the game. Um, want to get his thoughts on that, uh, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about what Kirby said today in his press conference and a little bit of a preview on Auburn. Rusty, let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. What did you think of the Arkansas game? Uh, physicality from the start. You know, I said last week on the pod. I think we all agreed. Uh, we all kind of mentioned it in some shape, fashion, or form. If Georgia can run the ball against Arkansas, they're in trouble. And they were in trouble. Um, you know, they three down linemen, um, you know, just you can, you got to bring somebody every place. You kind of disguise that. But the problem was those three guys have to really hold their gaps and those things. They were getting moved. Uh, Georgia was recreating the line of scrimmage. You see, you know, a lot of guys getting blocked, knocked back, and, and just really – Georgia just really took it to Arkansas. And I, I think Sam Pittman after the game just said, look, I think that was the best description, bully ball. And Georgia pushed them around. Look, they came out firing a little bit with Stetson Bennett and threw the ball in some areas and stuff. But I think as the game went on, and especially, especially when you get a when you get a special teams touchdown for Georgia to add to that defense, man, the game plan for Georgia changed pretty quick. And that was, we're going to run this ball down your throat and, and we're going to grind this clock out and we're going to get this win today. Man, there's no doubt about it. And and the thing that spoke to me, Rusty, more than anything, listen, I know Stetson Bennett was the quarterback and, and you know, that, you know, we're going to get into JT Daniels just here a little bit later. But the thing that spoke to me about that game was just doing what, you know, the late Trevor Moad, the title of his book, and he was a guy that worked with Kirby over and over. It takes what it takes. And Georgia took on a new identity this week offensively. 
and and were they were able to exploit what Arkansas does. And to me, Rusty, I think that Georgia has kind of struggled to do that since that 2017 season. Um, you know, listen, for all you want to say about Jake Fromm and, and the limitations or whatever, but Georgia came out against Missouri that season when Missouri was scoring. All right, Georgia was kind of struggling to run the football like it wanted to run the football earlier in that game. Jake Fromm comes out and throws for 300 yards, okay? That team was able to kind of take on an identity week in and week out for the most part and and get where it needed to go. Does Do you take anything from that, Rust? I, I mean, I know I did. I just kind of wanted to get your take on it about the whole, you know, it takes what it takes and figuring out a new way, not just to win, but to dominate for for, you know, for the fourth game in a row. Well, unfortunately for Arkansas, Georgia is very comfortable running the football. I mean, physicality played right into it. I mean, Arkansas, we all wanted to know how Barry Odom was going to play Georgia. Now, how Barry Odom played Mississippi State last year in week two and how Barry Odom played Ole Miss last year against completely dominating passing teams was he dropped six and he dropped seven. But we didn't know what he was going to do against this. And then you put in the variable of Stetson Bennett. So what's he going to do? How's he going to play him? Are they going to crowd the box and make Stetson Bennett beat them? They pretty much went with what they do, and that's they, they dropped some guys. They had three down linemen, and, you know, I, I think people, um, you know, want to see this, want to see that. End of the day, Georgia had 37 points at the end on a top-10 matchup, and the other team had zero, and it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. For 10 minutes. I could tell you from sitting up there, by the way, Jake, you got a great seat every single week in the press box. My my goodness. You enjoy that look for a while because that, that's going to be mega sweets uh, sooner than later there. But uh, you can just really see it unfolding, what Georgia was doing to them. And then when you take the dominating performance from the defense. So I understand people want to see, let's just throw it around and get 50 and just dominate teams. Well, Georgia dominated 37 to nothing and they did what they needed to do. And unfortunately for Arkansas, it was a it was a game plan that Georgia can do extremely good, and that is suffocate you and run the ball down your throat. If you can't stop it, you're just going to keep getting it. So it doesn't mean it's the game plan for every week, but it was the best and it was the absolutely right choice how to attack Arkansas this weekend, especially Jake. After they, after they go up 21 to nothing, you saw some things change, and they really started pounding the rock. There are two things I want to mention here, Rusty, and, and it's this. You know, Alabama went over – okay, Alabama's the standard. Okay, Alabama is is who you're chasing in this game. That's just the way it is. And if you want to compare what, what you got to do to what Alabama – Alabama ran the football 50 times against Ole Miss on Saturday. All right, they ran more plays than Georgia did. They threw the ball more than Georgia did, and they scored a little bit more than Georgia did. But they ran the ball 50 times, okay? So there's nothing wrong with doing that. Number two, for those who want to kind of pound the drum, and we talked about it on the board. Uh, I had a conversation about it over at the junkyard with some guys about this. If you want to pound the table about, you know, in a 37 nothing game, Stetson throwing the ball more because he needs more reps. He has over 200 pass attempts in his career, but let's just for a second imagine he just needs more and he's going to get better with more. Or Carson Beck needs to be in there throwing the ball. Georgia's in a situation right now, Rustin, this is going to provide us with an incredible transition here. Uh, Georgia's in a situation right now, they've got seven healthy scholarship wide receivers. One of those wide receivers, Jalen Johnson, used to be a walk-on. Another of those wide receivers is not even a a prime-time, crunch-time contributor in Jackson Meeks. He's a freshman who's playing some catch-up. 
And then the other is a guy who's not 100% healthy in Kiaris Jackson. So you could dwindle that, whittle that list down to four, which is Lab McConkey, uh, Jermaine Burton, uh, Adani Mitchell. I keep saying that, and I just hear people like criticizing me the way I say it. I just say, right. you better go AD. AD, AD Mitchell, Adonai Mitchell. Okay, that's the way he said it on the on the jumbotron at uh, at Sanford Stadium, and uh, Justin Robinson. That's where George is at. So let me t- let me ask you this: Kirby's got seven scholarship wide receivers. They're limited to dressing out eighty players for a home game, seventy players for the Vanderbilt game. Who are you going to run out there and throw it to? You're going to throw it to one of those healthy seven wide receivers with a 37-point lead? No, no, you're not. You're going to try to get the heck out of there with healthy wide receivers and try to get some other guys healthy and get to that point. And that's something he talked about today in today's press conference. He talked about the receiver position and some guys that are trying to get healthy. Rusty, how big is it? Because Kirby said, listen, uh, Dominic Blaylock, uh, uh, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, who, who's only missed one game. He was there for the first four, practiced some last week, but was not available for uh, for Arkansas. And, uh, and Arian Smith, who's missed the last three games with a shin injury that I'm telling you guys, from the word I'm hearing from behind the scenes, not like it's going to keep him out for the rest of the year, but it's been very painful and very tough to get rid of. Okay. Those three guys, Rusty, how important is it that they get them back? Because Kirby says they're all three going to give it a go. You got to get reps. You know what I mean? You got to get live reps. You can simulate everything you want. Um, you can do all this and do all that. There's a reason why 95% of the teams see the most improvement between week one and week two because you don't know how kids are going to play week one when it's live action, live bullets. You get some tape. They know what they need to work on. You know what they need to work on. You've seen it, so you can correct those things. So, you know, Kirby needs to see this offense with those guys in there. You need to see your full what you've got available as of right now. Those guys need to get in and get Dominique Blaylock first time in a long time for some reps for him. You know, you need to get him back in. Uh, Mitchell, I agree, you got to get him back in. I mean, uh, you got to get um, uh, Marcus Rosamy, uh, St. Jack back in, and you got to get Arian Smith back in for that, that what he creates and the speed and the threat he brings. So, you want to get those guys in because, look, this is Auburn. You're a 14 and a half point favorite, but you're going into a hostile environment. And then, oh, by the way, you got Kentucky, who just beat Florida, who's undefeated currently coming in. And then you got Florida in the month. So, you know, you want to get these guys in and get as many reps as you can for the second half of the season because it's going to be very important as these games get more and more critical each week. Ranked-tober in, in Athens, Georgia, man. Everybody's ranked in, in the month of October. It's going to be shocking if they're not. I mean, I know I know Florida has to play LSU on the 16th, and that's a game that might be losable there. They lose that one. They're going to be out of the rankings there. But Florida's still Florida, and that's still a big-time rivalry. Kentucky lose to LSU – I'm sorry, yeah, lose to LSU this week or not. Uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna have to uh, you know get it going. I, I just now realized, Rusty George is gonna play three straight teams coming off an LSU game. Uh, are, you know Florida will have you know the extra week, but Kentucky uh, will have played LSU you know this week, and then Auburn played LSU last week. That's kind of interesting to look at there. But yeah, ranked over in Athens, and there's just there's a lot of ranked opponents. There's a lot of good teams. George is gonna have to play. Getting those guys healthy is important. Getting JT Daniels healthy is also important. Kirby Kirby Smart had some comments on JT today, but we're gonna tease that one. Give us about thirty seconds, and we'll get back to you on that. Let's take a break. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky 
co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Rusty, Kirby kind of laid out a plan, okay? He said he said that JT is not going to practice today, Monday. He's not going to go today, uh, but but he they are hopeful that he's going to be able to go Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe even beyond that. He was on again, off again last week. Did a little bit, did some did some stuff on Monday, didn't do any, hardly anything on Tuesday, did something on Wednesday, didn't do very much on Thursday. So that was kind of how last week went. Um, how do you – is it is it, it rusty to you? Is it the balancing act that it seems like for me that all right, got to get this guy back, but got to get this guy healthy? It's I mean I don't envy the position George is in right here or the position JT Daniels is in because you know as a competitor he's wanting to go out there, but at the same time, grade one lat strain turns into grade two lat strain, which is some torn muscle fibers. Grade three lat strain is a complete rupture of the muscle. He's gone for the season at that point, at least for a few months. So the balancing act, man, how difficult can this be? The best thing for Georgia is 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 JT Daniels can do mental reps because he's so smart. I mean, he's such a football, high football IQ. And everybody you talk to is about this is what this kid, this is his advantage. He's great in the film room. He picks up things quick. You can't fool him really on the field. So you know, he can take a lot of mental reps and be in the huddle and just walk up to the line of scrimmage and look and call out plays and those types of things. Georgia's kind of in a spot where they don't have a choice, man. You, there's no other – you can do all the therapy in the world you want to do, but right now the best thing for him is rest. So you have him in there, you do whatever treatment you can possibly do with this thing and rest him and let him know the game plan – he sits in every meeting. He goes to every single practice. And at the end of the week, if he feels good and can do it, people don't realize how many NFL quarterbacks that don't practice during the week, you know, when they're banged up. I mean, those guys, they know they've seen these defenses a million times. They know what to expect, those types of things. So I think with this situation, it's not so much of a go into panic mode. What you want to know is how quickly he can get back to being able to to play in a in a pain tolerance that he can feel comfortable of playing and delivering and being your best option. Uh, you know, right now, my vibe is it's, it's going to take a little bit of time. Will he play this weekend? I don't know because I don't know how his body's going to react the rest of the week. But I don't think you really worry on him being prepared because JT Daniels could look at a game plan and he can sit in that film room and know exactly what you want to do, know exactly what Auburn's doing, know exactly how you want to attack them. So that's the advantage of him. He he is very, very high football IQ. Uh, you just want to know where he is physically and can he get to that point to where he's your best option on the weekend. 
Yeah, and and one of the things I keep getting when I talk with people about this, and I shared this with you yesterday, Rusty. We were talking was, you know, when you have an injury like this, when whenever it's it's where this one is. I mean, this is like a hamstring injury for a for a wide receiver, defensive back. This is like a like a foot injury or a knee injury for a off for an offensive lineman. Is like you need this the muscle, the lat muscle. You need that to be able to rotate and and to put power and and JT's kind of lost some power with that he's kind of lost some confidence with that I mean you're sitting there thinking about it uh hey this is gonna hurt you know it's gonna hurt and the harder you know the more effort the more more energy you exert to push the ball downfield it's gonna hurt worse I I think every human body there there are very few human bodies out there that are gonna be like well gonna do it anyway you know it's just something, something you naturally do I tell you this I filled in for you um Saturday so I went on the field and I'm standing there, and he comes out last. And that's not a big deal. Sometimes he does, or what, of all the quarterbacks. Stetson Bennett's out there taking reps. Brock Vandergrill's taking reps. JT Daniels comes out, and he throws about 15 or 20 balls, and he goes back in. The next time I see JT Daniels, he's in his pads, and he comes out in this very small rep. So, you know, that kind of told me right then, and then we saw Stetson warming up behind Cedric Van Pran uh, at center. I knew right then that he was not starting, and there's a little bit more. But he threw Jake probably about 15 passes, about 10 yards, and it wasn't like they were zipping. I mean, he just kind of like you're tossing with your son out in the backyard, uh, doing those type of things where the other quarterbacks were really getting into deliveries and those type of things. So, you know, I'm not going to speculate, but I can tell you right now he was not even close to playing on Saturday. Yeah, and and they were actually, you know, sometimes you get to see some things from home that I don't normally get to see. They put the camera on his face. Uh, the game day crew did there with that little countdown, and he was grimacing. I mean, you could tell he was hurting a little bit. And uh, we'll see how it goes. The, the thing that Georgia – Georgia's got a few things it's got to guard against here. They've got, they've got to guard against the injury getting worse. They've got to guard against uh, it being an issue in, in week 12 as well. You know, they, they want to put it behind them. But they've also got to guard against some good football teams they're playing in the month of October, and and this one, this big one on the road against Auburn. I think if if the best thing, the best thing you could hope for as a Georgia fan, just big picture, I think Rusty is to get him back in a spot to where you can do everything you possibly can to rest him and keep him from having to go, but maybe having him to go if you need him to. Like if you go out there and you know Georgia's yeah. Georgia's winning seven to three in the in the fourth quarter against uh, against Auburn or, or you know or at seven seven in the fourth quarter against Auburn and Stetson's just struggling. Listen, I'm not saying I expect that. I'm just saying it's it, this is life. It's reality. Everything. Lots of things can happen. That JT could kind of come in and give the team a spark and w- without maybe making it worse. And I think maybe that's that's one of the better things you could hope. I mean, best thing you can hope for right now is he wakes up in the morning. It's never a problem again uh but we'll see if it's actually gets to that point and kirby said they're scanning it they're they're testing it they're doing everything they possibly can every day treating it aggressively and uh, we'll see how it goes uh because dak prescott was able to come back from his in a few weeks and and kirby has kind of compared it to that saying also that it's a little less severe uh but but that's something we've got to keep an eye on there and it'll be interesting to hear, hear what kirby has to say tomorrow night and what we're hearing as the week goes along because it's not easy information 
uh, to come by. Let's look ahead a little bit to this Auburn game, Rusty, and I've got one big concern about this game, and I can hear the folks on the junkyard right now because they've got supreme confidence in this Georgia football team. This Georgia football team is going to double every point spread from here on out for the rest of the season. Rusty, I'm concerned about Stetson Bennett. If Stetson Bennett has to start this game, first time he's played in anything close to an environment like he's going to play in Saturday because that Auburn crew is going to be juiced after beating LSU for the first time since 1999 in Baton Rouge. Is that a concern for you? You know, when you said that, I was thinking, well, this guy's played at Arkansas. This guy's played at Alabama. But I, I didn't realize that he hasn't, he hasn't played in front of a full-capacity place. And you want to talk about rocking and rolling Jordan Hare, that place can get unhinged in a that, that Alabama that Alabama game was was pretty live, but yeah. again, yeah. it wasn't it yeah. wasn't ninety plus thousand people. No, no. So you're right, it's the first time he's done it, but I mean, he's played a lot of football games, man. I mean, and here look, this kid, they just they just put him in like Stetson, we need you, buddy. So come on. And uh, you know, he kind of knows his role, I think, and he just he just does his thing and um, I don't think he's going to be too rattled, but that is worthy to to, to mention. That's a good get by you there. I mean, a good uh, recognition there by you, Jake, is that this is the first big one. And anybody that's been to Auburn before, that place can get rocking in a hurry. Um, I was down there in 2017 when they played Georgia the first time, and I'm telling you, man, that was as loud as anything I've ever heard uh, anywhere. And I've been to a lot of stadiums. So I, I know I know that – capability of that is still Georgia Auburn regardless they know that they could really put a hurt on Georgia's season uh if they were to upset Georgia right here as a two touchdown underdog going into this thing so that's something to note and worthy we'll see how it goes but you know if Stetson Stetson if Stetson is the guy on Saturday I, I fully expect him not to be too rattled with that and be able to play his play his game Five games in the season, Auburn's hopes are still alive, too. I mean, they've lost one game to a top-10 team. Now, I mean, say what you want about the Georgia State game. They got out of it, okay? Yep. They, they got out of that thing. Um, you know, I, I assume Auburn will show up and play better football than they played against Georgia State. There's a lot of familiarity with these staffs. And, uh, there's, oh, wow. there, I mean, obviously you got Demetrius Robertson over there playing for Auburn, and, and it'll be good to see Demetrius play. Um, you know, always been a big fan of him as a person. There, there, there's just a lot going on here. Deep South South's oldest rivalry, 126th matchup uh, between these two teams. And I don't know what in the world's going on with my light over here, but it is trying its best to blind me. I mean, like it, it, it kicked into another gear over here. It's going to burn my face off here in a minute. Uh, but yeah, it's it, this is a big one, man. And and I think. You know, listen, I, I once again, I'm going to say it for another week, Rusty, and I want to get your opinion on this before we go. Auburn, Auburn offense in for another – a lot of teams are going to be a tough matchup against this Georgia defense. But, again, when you talk about wanting to run the football and do that first, I think Georgia's a really tough matchup for this Auburn offense. What scares you the most for Georgia is Bo Nix because how much of an athlete he is and – Look, he didn't play great against Georgia State, but he rebounded. He made two unbelievable plays uh, against LSU to to score a touchdown and convert a big third down. So, um, you know, th this guy is such a good athlete. I was told that he has the fastest GPS times at Auburn during practice. Uh, I do not doubt that a bit. I know he's a big-time athlete, uh, strong-arm kid, just – Hasn't really clicked in much, but you start seeing some of those flashes against LSU, and that really worries you. So I'll tell you this. I went back and watched the game last night, and from last year, I watched the uh, first three quarters. Adam Anderson gave them fits. 
Adam Anderson gave both of their tackles fits, and they've moved uh, they moved Bradarius Ham over to right tackle, I believe. So, uh, you know, he'll get a lot of he'll get a lot of more of Adam Anderson with Nolan Smith on the other side as well. So, there's some there's some matchup problems that that Auburn knows. They've already seen this on tape. So Georgia really got after Bo Nix last year. So it'd be interesting to see how they combat that. Maybe some quick timing, some quick passing game, that type of thing. So. Um, it, look, it is what it is, and Georgia's ranked number two in the country, and they're two and a half, they're two touchdown favorite for this reason. But uh, we'll see how Auburn attacks Georgia there. But if, from the from that the part you're talking about, I think the thing that will worry the most for Georgia is this is the most dynamic quarterback they have played so far, in my opinion. Uh, he can really, really hurt you with his legs and extending plays. So you got to know where he is, and that spy in the middle, Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker. Those guys have to get into the ground. That's right, and and they'll use Channing Tindall, and they'll use Adam Anderson. They'll use them all. And Georgia has the athletes to keep up, but it's all about playing well. It's all about those one or two plays. Are you going to make them or are they going to make them? And, uh, listen, we're going to be back with you later on this week. Wednesday we'll have a mailbag show. Thursday we'll have our picks. Uh, but for this episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. He's Rusty Mansell from the same place. Y'all take it easy. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.